Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode. Um, this is John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Hope everybody having a great weekend. I've been gone for a little while, then I'm back. Um, I went out of town, um, so I just got back last um, Friday night. Um, like I said, um, I, I appreciate the help, the support you guys give me. Uh, today we're going to talk about integration versus segregation. That's a topic that I've been on my mind for the past week. Um, I didn't have a time to do it, to talk about it. I'm going to put some more information, uh, what we lost, then what we would gain in this integration thing, integration thing. But those of us who, who study history are already aware of what we have lost collectively as black, so-called black, so-called Negroes, so-called African-American in this great country of the United States, in this country. That being said, a lot of us um, have been misinformed and miseducated uh, throughout our life. Um, a lot of us um, was not aware of those things, and some of us just come to it under revelation that we have lost more than we gained during segregation, um, during integration. Um, the civil rights movement, those of us who follow this thing, started in the late 50s. Um, the apex of it was the late 60s. That was the apex of the civil rights movement. Um, a lot of us have followed that. Uh, Martin Luther King um, and Malcolm X, um, Rosa Park. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Marcus Garvey back in the early 1900s. All those people have fought for equal rights. They have fought for us working as a unit, um, but the government, there was a call and tell pro, which those of us who study history are aware of that, where the FBI will infiltrate any black uh, movement to dis- to discredit it and kill the messiah, whatever it is, the black messiah. That There's a, there's a black messiah that's coming soon anyway, so it's, it's, on, it's on its way. It's coming. Um, this black messiah is going to be like... N- like any other before him, it's going to be the apex. This is going to be the one. Like when you watch The Matrix, you see Neo. That's going to be the one like that. It's coming. Wait for it. Um, that being said, um, we lost so much. When it comes to business and land, black people collectively have lost trillions of dollars. <laughs> I mean trillions. I didn't say billions. I mean trillions of dollars in land um, on ownership and businesses. Um, during segregation, from what I've learned, um, black people had a lot of land. Um, they own a lot of businesses. Uh, after uh, integration, we lost a lot of businesses and we lost a lot of land, mostly to the government programs and to pop, uh, private ownership. That being said, those of us, um, yeah, the media like to focus on those rich black people, which is bad for the average white black person that live in America. And that goes for white people, too. They always focus on the rich white people. You, know, you have like 75% of white people in this country are poor. But that being said, I'm going to focus mostly in black America. During integration, we lost so much businesses. Um, even the hair, hair, hair business, where in the early 70s, in the 60s, the 70s, even in the 80s, uh, black people owned that hair industry. Now it's owned by Korean and Chinese. We lost uh, the lion's share of that hair businesses. And then most of us wear weave. Um, I'm referring to the women. Not all of us wear weave, but most of us wear weave. And where do you get those weave from? China, Brazil, Indonesia, Philippines. So a lot of those weave, they come from other countries. And they come with tax and tariff on it that you got to pay 
as a customer when you buy those weave. Me, I don't like, I don't promote weave. I'd rather you go natural, if you ask me. But those of us who work for, you know, some of sisters, they have cancer. I understand that criteria. They have to wear some wig. They cannot walk around bald-headed because a woman's hair is a crown. So those of us who know about hair. And hair is also spiritual. That's why I don't I don't promote um, fake hair. I don't promote weave because you take something from a dead animal or a dead body, you put that in your hair, you... Your hair is your crown, so you don't want to put dead animal hair or dead human hair on your head. It confuses your spirit. It adds to your spirit. And, uh, you don't know the demonic spirit there everywhere. India, too. A lot of those hair come from India. And I have nothing against Indian people in general. I'm just speaking the truth. Um, those of us who are East Indian are aware of that. A lot of those hair, because in India, they have a, they have a, a temple they go to and... They, they use those people give their hair as a sacrifice to the Indian gods, and those East Indian they know what I'm talking about. Those of you who are East Indians, you know what I'm talking about. Um, they give their hair as a sacrifice to their gods, so that's why. And those here recycle and bleach and ship back to the states. And a lot of those women they buy those weave at the Korean store, at the East Indian store, at wherever. At the Arab store, they buy those weave, mostly at the Korean stores. And they, and they spend tens of thousands of dollars on those things. Now, if you're an actress and in a certain scene, you got to change your hairstyle. I understand that because you're an actress, you're an actor. I understand the certain look you got to have. And, and they require you to change your hairstyle. And I'll give you a pass on that because you're acting. You have to change your look. That being said, I don't promote weave uh, in general. But great, let's get back to integration and segregation. A lot of us, um, and then from what I've learned also, there was a lot of pushback on integration. Because a lot of old black people at that time, when they do the math in their head, they're like, wait a minute, we're going to integrate to white society. And we're talking about people that have that was business-minded. You're like, we're going to lose a lot of uh, businesses moving forward. Um, and MLK too, because remember, he made that last speech, I sold my people to a, a burning house. A lot of that speech was referring to the um, first, the spiritual side of it, and the economics. The secondly, the economic side, because he knew that integration was was collectively was bad for black people, because he knew that we was going to lose a lot of money. And I just found out uh, uh, last year they was going to boycott 500 companies. Him and Malcolm X. That's why they joined force. And that's why the FBI said they had to get rid of them. Then he talked about Vietnam. They're like, Negro, go sit your butt down. You cannot be talking about international affairs. This is international affairs. Stay in your lane, you know. And he didn't want to stay. He had to speak the truth because the truth got, must be spoken. So MLK was talking about Vietnam. He said, how do you want me to go to Vietnam and kill another brown brother when as a citizen of this country you don't treat me like, you don't give me equal rights. And then you want me to go, of course, 10,000 miles to go kill somebody for your, your own greed. So he was very adamant about that, and he stood by, he stood his ground. And, and, and Michael Max too stood his ground. Louis Newton, those guys, they stood their ground. So they was really adamant about not joining the Vietnam War. And JFK, to his credit, he didn't want to go to the war. You see, that's why LBJ, after he got assassinated, LBJ was was pushed the whole uh, Vietnam and then a lot of guys, a lot of people die, over half a million people die in that war. So most somebody say a million people die in that war. And mostly those are, we're not even talking about the Vietnamese. The Vietnamese, you might say at least 10 million of them die. 
you know, about 10 million of Vietnamese, you know, give or take, you might say five to 10 million people die. And America dropped more bomb in Vietnam than any other country. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's moving forward now in 2018, they're doing business with Vietnam. They've opened KFC, McDonald's in Vietnam. They do a lot of business in Vietnam. But now, before that, back in the 60s and the 70s, they were dropping bombs in those countries. That being said, that's the hypocrisy of this country also. They preach one thing, they practice another thing. They preach equal rights, but they don't practice equal rights to their own people. And they talk about Chinese, you know, they talk about China. I'm like, you have no foot to stand on. You have no leg to stand on America when it comes to human rights. You need to just shut your mouth and have a, and take a, and have a happy smile. Don't even talk about um, human rights. You violate all the codes of human rights from the jump, okay? That being said, um, integration for black people in this country, and on a, that's why we have to practice group economic, which I stated in my um, podcast. I was referring to all those uh, initiatives that come in here, the open business in the black community, and they took that same investment, either they send it back to their own country, or they send, they, they move on to the, they, they create their own community, or they go to a white community and invest that money in a white suburb. And that's the same money that they took from the black people. And that's why we have to stop that. And we're going to stop that very soon because we're going to get tired of being tired. So we're going to start coming together as one, put all the shenanigans aside, and say, you know, enough is enough. We're going to come together as a group, as a collective group, and invest in our community. Because our community is what you own and run by your people. If you don't own it and you don't run it by your people, it's not a community. Like a Jewish community, when you go there, you know that everything is owned by them. They want everything. A Chinese, the same thing. East Indian, the same thing. Korean are the same. You go to a Korean town, they own all the stores. They run all the stores. Even a German town, they have a German town. Same thing. Same criteria. So... Uh, racism also is a group economics. You know, you guys say it's racism. No, it's not about nothing to do about your skin color. That's prejudice. We all have it. We all have biases and prejudice. Uh, it comes from your life experience, the way you were brought up in your household. Those prejudices was passed on to you from your mom to your dad. It was passed on to you and then your life experience with other people. So that being said, integration was very bad for black people collectively. Now, we, ha- we do have a lot of black millionaires, and we have a few black billionaires in this country. But collectively, integration was really bad for black people on a, on a spiritual level and an economic, uh, economic level. It was really bad for black people. That's why I'm very adamant about us joining forces and coming together. I'm not telling you guys go back to Africa. I know a lot of you guys want to go back to Africa. That's your prerogative. Now, should you, should you go back and visit Africa? Yeah. Should you invest in Africa? Yes. I will not stop you from investing in Africa. Africa is a great place to invest uh, if you're a black person. You know, there's a lot of European and, and over there, Chinese over there, they're investing in Africa. So if they're Chinese, they're East Indian, they're in Africa, they're investing billions of dollars. If you have the money to invest in start your own company, you can go in Africa and invest. There's nothing, I'm not going to move to Africa. That's not what my plan is. But I will not, I want my investing in Africa and building an infrastructure where I can benefit both the continent and people of, in, the, in the Caribbean. Like I said, um, I'm not big on going back to Africa. A lot of us don't even know the history of Africa. 
and the history of those countries that they mentioned, whether it's Ghana, whether it's um, Nigeria, whether it's South Africa, whether it's Ethiopia. You guys don't even know those, those countries. They, you, you guys don't even know the history. Let, you guys don't even know the American history, let alone um, African history. You guys are going to be fucking confused. Talking about going to Africa, you don't even know what tribe you come from. So you're going to be really confused. So you need to stop the shenanigans going back to Africa nonsense. Like I said, I don't mind doing business in Africa. I don't mind doing business in Africa. I think Africa is a great place to do business, especially if you're a black person. It's a great place to go there and start your business. But to move there permanently, I don't think that's the way I will go. But for those of us who want to go there, I'm not going to stop you. Hey, that's your own prerogative. You want to go there, live there with your family, whether it's Ghana, whether it's uh, Sierra Leone, whether it's Liberia, whether it's uh, South Africa, I would not move to South Africa, to be honest with you. I would not move there because there's a lot of shenanigans going on with the land ownership. Uh, the politics over there is very, very, very shady. Um, I will go and visit, but I will not reside in South Africa. I'd rather go to Ethiopia, if you ask me. I will not live in Egypt either. Egypt, the Arabs, they own the, they own the country over there. Morocco is the same way. Tunisia uh, is the same way. They, they went by um, those uh, Arabs. So, that being said, you have to know the history of the ish country before you decide to go to Africa, before you decide to invest in Africa. Now, if you have the mindset or you have the know-how to go and train and invest, hey, Africa is a great place to do that. Even here, even the Caribbean too is a good place to invest also. But integration was really bad for black people collectively. Those of us who know the history of this country and the history of the world, you know exactly what I'm referring to. It's not a hate speech. Uh, I'm not here to hate on nobody. I'm just here to speak the truth to make you think. Uh, like John Calloway said, I'm just here to make you think. I want you to think intellectually. I want you to think and digest this, what I just said. I don't want you to have this... This hate against me, say this guy I don't know what the hell is doing. I know what I'm talking about. I do my research. I do my history research. Like I said, this is an integration versus uh, integration versus uh, segregation. Uh, those are the pros and cons. Yes, we are sharing bathroom with white people. Yeah, we share the same hotel. We live in the same neighborhood. What did we gain from that? We didn't gain nothing from that. We didn't gain nothing. Now, those of us who are interracial relationship. I'm not here to, to talk back about your relationship. Love is blind, but society is not blind. Um, like I said, if you're, you're married to a white man or a white woman, I get it. I understand all that. I'm not going to say, oh, that's, you know, that's, your, that's your life. That's, that's your livelihood. That's how you want to live your life. Hey, that's not how I will live my life, but that's how you, want, you choose to live your life. That's who you choose to be with because you're in love with the person. In some cases, you guys not really in love. You just have fetish. You have fetish for white men, vice versa. White men have fetish for black women. They've been doing it since, since slavery. So they have a lot of fetish for black women and other ethnicities, primarily black women and black men. White women have fetish for black men. So I will never marry somebody that have fetishes. I want to marry somebody that really love me for who I am and what I'm about. I don't, I don't want to marry somebody that who love me because I'm black or because I'm bald-headed, whatever it is, whatever fetish they may, they may have on black men because I have a big, big Johnson. No. What I'm saying is that 
um, segregation was integration was bad for black people collectively. Um, whether you vote Republican, you vote Democrats, <laughs> independent, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Um, and uh, integration was really bad on an economic level and a spiritual level for black people. And those of us who study history are already aware of what I'm saying. Those of us who have not studied history or may, may, may try to think what I'm you can go look it up. Look at the stats. Uh, you can go look at the stuff from the 50s. Or you can go back to the 1900 or 1800 and look all the land that black people have on. And look 2018, see how many land we're on right now. And make the difference. Make the comparison. Then you can come back, talk to me. Don't give me that shenanigans that, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. This guy is a buffoon. No. Do your research. And uh, if I'm wrong, I'll, I will admit. A smart person always admit when they're wrong. It's a dumb person that likes to argue all the time about you know stuff when they're wrong. So if, I, if you find me wrong on this statement I just made, I'll admit to it. But I know I'm not wrong. And you know I'm not wrong. So it's not a hate speech. It's the truth. I'm speaking the truth. Whether you like it or not, that's the truth. Um, you might say, but that's not true from my perspective. Yeah, you know, you can make that argument if you want to. But like I said, the truth is in the pudding. Uh, that's all I got to say about integration versus segregation. You guys can call in. Let's talk. Take care. Have a blessed Sunday. Bye. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode. Um, this is John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Hope everybody having a great weekend. I've been gone for a little while, then I'm back. Um, I went out of town. Um, so I just got back last um, Friday night. Um, like I said, um, I, I appreciate the help, the support you guys give me. Uh, today we're going to talk about integration versus segregation. That's a topic that I've been on my mind for the past week. Um, I didn't have a time to do it, to talk about it. I'm going to put some more information uh, what we lost than what we then what would gain in this integration thing, integration thing. But those of us who who study history are already aware of what we have lost collectively as black, so-called black, so-called Negroes, so-called African-American in this great country of the United in this country. That being said, a lot of us um, have been misinformed and miseducated uh, throughout our life. Um, a lot of us um, was not aware of those things. And some of us just come to it under revelation that we have lost more than we gained during segregation, uh, during integration. Um, the civil rights movement, those of us who follow this thing, started in the late 50s. Um, the apex of it was the late 60s. That was the apex of the civil rights movement. Um, a lot of us have followed that. Uh, Martin Luther King um, and Malcolm X, um, Moser Park. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Marcus Garvey back in the early 1900s. All those people have fought for equal rights. They have fought for us working as a unit. Um, but the government, there was a call and tell pro which those of us who study history are aware of that, where the FBI will infiltrate any black uh, movement to, dis- to discredit it and kill the messiah, whatever it is, the black messiah. That, there's, a, there's a black messiah that's coming soon anyway, so it's, it's, on, it's on its way. It's coming. 
um, this black Messiah is gonna be like n like any other before him. It's gonna be the apex. This is gonna be the one. Like when you watch the Matrix, you see Neo. That's gonna be the one like that. It's coming. Wait for it. Um, that being said, um, we lost so much when it comes to business and land. Black people collectively have lost trillions of dollars. <laughs> I mean trillions. I didn't say billions. I mean trillions of dollars in land um, on ownership and businesses. Um, during segregation, from what I've learned, um, black people had a lot of land. Um, they own a lot of businesses. Uh, after uh, integration, we lost a lot of businesses and we lost a lot of land, mostly to the government programs and to pop, uh, private ownership. That being said, those of us, um, yeah, the media like to focus on those rich black people, which is bad for the average white black person that live in America. And that goes for white people too. They always focus on the rich white people. And you, know, you have like 75% of white people in this country are poor. But that being said, I'm going to focus mostly in black America. During integration, we lost so much businesses. Um, even the hair, hair, hair business, where in the early 70s, in the 60s, the 70s, even in the 80s, uh, black people owned that hair industry. Now it's owned by Korean and Chinese. We lost uh, the lion's share of that hair businesses. And then most of us wear weave. Um, I'm referring to the women. Not all of us wear weave, but most of us wear weave. And where do you get those weave from? China, Brazil, Indonesia, Philippines. So a lot of those weave, they come from other countries. And they come with tax and tariff on it that you got to pay as a customer when you buy those weave. And me, I don't like, I don't promote weave. I'd rather you go natural, if you ask me. But those of us who work for, you know, some of sisters, they have cancer. I understand that criteria. They have to wear some wig. They cannot walk around bald-headed because a woman's hair is a crown. So those of us who know about hair. And hair is also spiritual. That's why I don't, I don't promote um, fake hair. I don't promote weave because you take something from a dead animal or a dead body, you put that in your hair, you... Your hair is your crown, so you don't want to put dead animal hair or dead human hair on your head. It confuses your spirit. It adds to your spirit. And, uh, you don't know the demonic spirit there everywhere. India, too. A lot of those hair come from India. And I have nothing against Indian people in general. I'm just speaking the truth. Um, those of us who are East Indian are aware of that. A lot of those hair, because in India, they have a, they have a, a temple they go to and... They, they use those people give their hair as a sacrifice to the Indian gods, and those East Indian they know what I'm talking about. Those of you who are East Indians, you know what I'm talking about. Um, they give their hair as a sacrifice to their gods, so that's why. And those here recycle and bleach and ship back to the states. And a lot of those women they buy those weave at the Korean store, at the East Indian store, at wherever. At the Arab store, they buy those weave, mostly at the Korean stores. And they, and they spend tens of thousands of dollars on those things. Now, if you're an actress and a certain scene, you got to change your hairstyle. I understand that because you're an actress, you're an actor. I understand the certain look you got to have. And, and they require you to change your hairstyle. And I give you a pass on that because you're acting. You have to change your look. That being said, I don't promote weave uh, in general. But great, let's get back to integration and segregation. A lot of us, um, and then from what I've learned also, there was a lot of pushback on integration. Because a lot of old black people at that time, when they do the math in their head, they're like, wait a minute, 
We're going to integrate to white society. And we're talking about people that have that was business-minded. You know, we're going to lose a lot of uh, businesses moving forward. Um, and MLK, too, because remember, he made that last speech, I sold my people to a, a burning house. A lot of that speech was referring to the, um, first, the spiritual side of it and the economics. The secondly, the economic side. Because he knew that integration was, was collectively was bad for black people because he knows that we was going to lose a lot of money. And I just found out uh, uh, last year they was going to boycott 500 companies, him and Malcolm X. That's why they joined force. And that's why the FBI said they had to get rid of them. Then he talked about Vietnam. They're like, Negro, go sit your butt down. You cannot be talking about international affairs. This is international affairs. Stay in your lane, you know. And he didn't want to stay. He had to speak the truth because the truth got, must be spoken. So MLK was talking about Vietnam. He said, how do you want me to go to Vietnam and kill another brown brother when as a citizen of this country, you don't treat me like, you don't give me equal rights. And then you want me to go, of course, 10,000 miles to go kill somebody for your, your own greed. So he was very adamant about that. And he stood by, he stood his ground. And Michael Max too stood his ground. Louis Newton, those guys, they stood their ground. So they was really adamant about not joining the Vietnam War. And JFK, to his credit, he didn't want to go to the war. You see, that's why LBJ, after he got assassinated, LBJ was was pushed the whole uh, Vietnam. And then a lot of guys, a lot of people died. Over half a million people died in that war. So most somebody say a million people died in that war. And mostly those are, we're not even talking about the Vietnamese. The Vietnamese, you might say at least 10 million of them died. You know, about 10 million of Vietnamese, you know, give or take. You might say five to 10 million people die. And America dropped more bombs in Vietnam than any other country. You know what I'm saying? Now, you see, moving forward now in 2018, they're doing business with Vietnam. They've opened KFC, McDonald's in Vietnam. They do a lot of business in Vietnam. But now, before that, back in the 60s and the 70s, they were dropping bombs in those countries. That being said, that's the hypocrisy of this country also. They preach one thing, they practice another thing. They preach equal rights, but they don't practice equal rights to their own people. And they talk about Chinese, you know, they talk about China. I'm like, you have no foot to stand on. You have no leg to stand on America when it comes to human rights. You need to just shut your mouth and have a, and take a, and have a happy smile. Don't even talk about human rights. You violate all the codes of human rights from the jump, Okay. That being said, um, integration for black people in this country, and on a, that's why we have to practice group economics, which I stated in my um, podcast. I was referring to all those uh, initiatives that come in here, the open business in the black community, and they took that same investment, either they send it back to their own country, or they send, they, they move on to the, they, they create their own community, or they go to a white community and invest that money in a white suburb. And that's the same money that they took from the black people. And that's why we have to stop that. And we're going to stop that very soon because we're going to get tired of being tired. So we're going to start coming together as one, put all the shenanigans aside and say, you know, enough is enough. We're going to come together as a group, as a collective group and invest in our community because our community is what you own and run by your people. If you don't own it and you don't run it by your people, it's not a community. Like a Jewish community, when you go there, you know that everything is owned by them. They want everything. A Chinese, the same thing. East Indian, the same thing. Korean are the same. You go to a Korean town, they own all the stores, they run all the stores. Even a German town, they have a German town, same thing, same criteria. So, 
Uh, racism also is a group economics. You know, you guys say it's racism. No, it's not about nothing to do about your skin color. That's prejudice. We all have it. We all have biases and prejudice. Um, it comes from your life experience, the way you were brought up in your household. Those prejudice was passed on to you from your mom to your dad. It was passed on to you and then your life experience with other people. So that being said, integration was very bad for black people collectively. Now we, ha- we do have a lot of black millionaires and we have a few black billionaires in this country, but collectively integration was really bad for black people on a, on a spiritual level and an economic, uh, economic level. It was really bad for black people. That's why I'm very adamant about us joining forces and coming together. I'm not telling you guys go back to Africa. I know a lot of you guys want to go back to Africa. That's your prerogative. Now, should you, should you go back and visit Africa? Yeah. Should you invest in Africa? Yes. I want to stop you from investing in Africa. Africa is a great place to invest uh, if you're a black person. You know, there's a lot of European and, and over there, Chinese over there, they're investing in Africa. So if they're Chinese, they're East Indian, they're in Africa, they're investing billions of dollars. If you have the money to invest and start your own company, you can go in Africa and invest. There's nothing. I'm not going to move to Africa. That's not what my plan is. But I will not. I want my investing in Africa and building an infrastructure where I can benefit both the continent and people of, in, the, in the Caribbean. Like I said, um, I'm not big on going back to Africa. A lot of us don't even know the history of Africa. And the history of those countries that they mentioned, whether it's Ghana, whether it's um, Nigeria, whether it's South Africa, whether it's Ethiopia, you guys don't even know those, those countries. They, you, you guys don't even know the history. Let, you guys don't even know the American history, let alone um, African history. You guys are going to be fucking confused. Talking about going to Africa, you don't even know what tribe you come from. So you're going to be really confused. So you need to stop the shenanigans going back to Africa nonsense. Like I said, I don't mind doing business in Africa. I don't mind doing business in Africa. I think Africa is a great place to do business, especially if you're a black person. It's a great place to go there and start your business. But to move there permanently, I don't think that's the way I will go. But for those of us who want to go there, I'm not going to stop you. Hey, that's your own prerogative. You want to go there, live there with your family, whether it's Ghana, whether it's uh, Sierra Leone, whether it's Liberia, whether it's uh, South Africa, I would not move to South Africa, to be honest with you. I would not move there because there's a lot of shenanigans going on with the land ownership. Uh, the politics over there is very, very, very shady. Um, I will go and visit, but I will not reside in South Africa. I would rather go to Ethiopia, if you ask me. I would not live in Egypt either. Egypt, the Arabs, they own the, they own the country over there. Morocco is the same way. Uh, Tunisia is the same way. They, they went by um, those well, Arabs. So, that being said, you have to know the history of the ish country before you decide to go to Africa, before you decide to invest in Africa. Now, if you have the mindset or you have the know-how to go and train and invest, hey, Africa is a great place to do that. Even here, even the Caribbean too is a good place to invest also. But integration was really bad for black people collectively. Those of us who know the history of this country and the history of the world, you know exactly what I'm referring to. It's not a hate speech. Uh, I'm not here to hate on nobody. I'm just here to speak the truth to make you think. Uh, Like John Calloway said, I'm just here to make you think. I want you to think 
intellectually. I want you to think and digest this, what I just said. I don't want you to have this, this hate against me, say this guy don't know what the hell is doing. I know what I'm talking about. I do my research. I do my history research. Like I said, this is an integration versus, uh, integration versus uh, segregation. Uh, those are the pros and cons. Yes, we are sharing bathroom with white people. Yeah, we share the same hotel. We live in the same neighborhood. What did we gain from that? We didn't gain nothing from that. We didn't gain nothing. Now, those of us who are into racial relationship, I'm not here to, to talk back about your relationship. Love is blind, but society is not blind. Um, like I said, if you're, in, if you're married to a white man or white woman, I get it. I understand all that. I'm not going to say, oh, that's, you know, that's, your, that's your life. That's, that's your livelihood. That's how you want to live your life. Hey, that's not how I will live my life, but that's how you want, you choose to live your life. That's who you choose to be with because you're in love with the person. And in some cases, you guys are not really in love. You just have fetish. You have fetish for white men, vice versa. White men have fetish for black women. They've been doing this since, since slavery. So they have a lot of fetish for black women and other ethnicities, primarily black women. And black men, white women have fetish for black men. So I will never marry somebody that have fetishes. I want to marry somebody that really love me for who I am and what I'm about. I don't, I don't want to marry somebody that who love me because I'm black or because I'm bald-headed, whatever it is, whatever fetish they may, they may have on black men because I have a big, big Johnson. No. What I'm saying is that um, segregation was, integration was bad for black people collectively. Um, whether you vote Republican, you vote Democrats, <laughs> independent, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Uh, and uh, integration was really bad on an economic level and a spiritual level for black people. And those of us who study history are already aware of what I'm saying. Those of us who have not studied history or may, may, may try to think what I'm doing, you can go look it up, look at the stats. Uh, you can go look at the stats from the 50s, or you can go back to the 1900 or 1800 and look all the land that black people have owned and look 2018, see how many land we own right now and make the difference, make the comparison. Then you can come back talk to me. Don't give me that shenanigans that oh I don't know what I'm talking about. This guy is a buffoon. No, do your research. And uh, if I'm wrong, I'll, I will admit. A smart person always admit when they're wrong. It's a dumb person that like to argue all the time about you know stuff when they're wrong. So if I if you find me wrong on this statement I just made, I'll admit to it. But I know I'm not wrong, and you know I'm not wrong. So it's not a hate speech. It's the truth. I'm speaking the truth. Whether you like it or not, that's the truth. Um, you might say, but that's not true from my perspective. Yeah, you know, you can make that argument if you want to. But like I said, the truth is in the pudding. Uh, that's all I got to say about integration versus segregation. You guys can call in. Let's talk. Take care. Have a blessed Sunday. Bye.